Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Hello, podcast people. Hello, lovely podcast people. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time, if this is the first time you're listening to us. And if it is, why? (laughs) No, no, don't question people listening to us. This is a good thing. I question it. Why? (laughs) Why? You could be doing so much more with your life. Go back and start the beginning of season one, okay? Just listen to that 30 hours and then catch up. Just just binge us like we've just binged the last season of Stranger Things over one weekend. Oh my God. No spoilers here on that though. No, we won't give anything away about anyone. (laughs) I'm so tempted. (laughs) No, no, no. We're here to talk films brian we're not here to talk stranger things we are and this week you'll be glad to hear listeners is my week so as it's my week and as the day we're recording this is independence day 4th of july may the 4th be with you may the 4th what no oh may the force be with you 4th of july Um, (laughs) you're just gonna ignore me completely i I just have to sometimes (laughs) i'm gonna do an american film dun 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 and in honour of Stranger Things and the whole 80s ethos, I'm doing an American film from the 80s. Oh. Oh. I know. So here are the clues to this week's film. Okay, I'm going to guess this straight off. First okay. clue. First clue. Yeah. It was released in 1985 and took $38.9 million at the box office. Good luck. It is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Incorrect. Good guess, though. I okay. like that. that was Second good. clue. Second clue. A television series based on the film ran for 88 episodes from 1994 to 1998, and I didn't know anything about this, and I've never seen any of them. A television series? Correct. I was going to say MASH, but that's not right. No, you're right. That's not right. <laughs> Third clue. Third clue. The school in this film... Is called Sherma High School, which is also the name of the high school in The Breakfast Club, also shot in 1984, released in Oh, damn you, I was going to say it's The Breakfast Club. Um, so, what are you going for? I don't know, because the whole TV show thing has thrown me. I can give you one more clue that I think will give it away. Oh, go on then. You want it? Well, you know I like to get things right, so yes. Okay. The leading actress of this film describes her character Lisa as Mary Poppins with breasts. Oh, no. Are we going to watch Come Weird on. Science? Yes, we are. Oh, Weird no. Science. Weird. Come on. Well, it's got Robert Downey Jr. in it. Aye. Hasn't it? It's got everything. I mean, Dad okay. Okay, this could be an interesting watch, Um, you know. What do you mean, an interesting watch? This well, is weird science. Weird science isn't interesting. Well, it's about two boys creating their perfect woman who basically is a body. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I had to watch a film about 115 girls who were trying to get married no matter what in the Midway or Mideast or wherever in America for three hours the other day because of you. I've already told you Little Women is not about women trying to get married. It was. It's all it was <laughs> about. Okay, I'm open. I'm open. Let's go um, revisit Weird Science. Let's do it. Let's go and watch Weird Science. Then let's come back full of the joy of the world, thanks to Mr. Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not, yeah. not going to... Exactly. And we will celebrate this wonderful film, this cultural icon, this classic that made the 80s such a brilliant decade to be alive. Okay, so go and watch Weird Science. Come back and join us. We'll no doubtedly be arguing about it by that point. 100%. See you in a few seconds. Looking at Sinead's face, yeah, we'll be arguing. So we'll see you in 2.6738 seconds. Start your watches now. And we are back. Wow, that was a quick 2.67 whatever, whatever, whatever seconds. Weird science. Oingo boingo. Um, did that title track. I'm aware of it. Straight in with the facts, Sinead. I'm not messing around today. You are not messing about today. I like that. I like that. I like this. Let's get it done. Zippy, zippy, zippy. I've got a question for you straight off the bounce. This makes me want to say bungle. When? when <laughs> not sure I get that. When did you last see this film? 
When? Yes. Was it a good few years ago, I'm thinking? Oh, no, not that long ago. Probably five, ten years ago. Oh, my God. Well, now I'm disturbed. Okay. Why are you disturbed? Do you know what? No. <laughs> You're not taking over this podcast. This is not your podcast. This is mine. God damn it. Mine. I could have been in control. This is my podcast and you're trying to take things over. Okay. Well, I'm that, writing this down. That's fine. I'm writing it down already. Perhaps we can start with a synopsis. No, maybe we won't. To remind I'm everyone. I'm taking control. <laughs> of course, we'll start with the synopsis. Here we go. If I look like Kelly Brook. Kelly, Kelly Brook. Kelly LeBrock. <laughs> I'm struggling with this name already. Um, this is coming from Rotten Tomatoes, or as the French say, Le Tomate de Rotten. Rotten Tomatoes. That's the American version. Mm -hmm. Um, So here we go. Teen misfits Gary and Wyatt design their ideal woman on a computer and a freak electrical accident brings her to life in the form of the lovely superhuman Lisa. She outfits Gary and Wyatt in cool clothes, surprises them with a Porsche and helps them stand up to jerks Ian and Max. But all the while, the boys must hide Lisa's existence from Chet, Wyatt's nightmare of a big brother. Now, what did we think to that as a synopsis? That sounds like someone who hasn't watched it, Um, really. Kind of read something about it. Well, I mean, they create Lisa. Yeah. A la Frankenstein, but with a computer. Um, She transforms their life. His big brother Chet is a bully. I mean, what's not so correct me, about that? Let me tell you why MDBs. Okay. I think this is much better, even though it's a lot shorter. Go for it. Two high school nerds use a computer program to literally create the perfect woman who promptly turns their lives upside down. Well, it's much better in terms of it's a punchy logline and it makes you want to watch the film. Yeah. Um, and I think they're better described as nerds than misfits. Yeah. Because misfits kind of almost makes them sound slightly cool. To be fair, they were made <laughs> slightly cool. They were nerds, weren't they? With no friends. They established that within the first minute and a half of the movie, I think. I They had I, their pants ripped ripped from them. Not their pants. I've gone American now. They had their shorts ripped down by Robert Downey Jr. and his mate. Can I just... I'd just like to say something here. Immediately you are displaying the sort of habits of a bully. Why have they got no friends? Why are they nerds? Because why because someone no picks on them no, and you turn them into nerds? No. That's it. <laughs> Bully. No, anybody Bully. anybody who's watched this film in the last few days will will know that they say they have no friends. We have no friends. He says they that to him. They have each other. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, to be honest, that's all they need. Well, I, it is. As a person who was, what should we say, friendly challenged. <laughs> Join the club. At mate. high Join school. The club. I think one is more than enough and any more is greedy. Do you know what? I, I totally agree with you. But I, all I'm saying is they themselves say that they have no friends. No, they do. They do. This film is a yep. teenage boy's wet dream, is it not? Oh, it's an amazing film. This is it is amazing. Teenage boy fantasy. Yeah. I, I, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm on board with that. There's all- some... There's some slightly uncomfortable moments in this film, which is one of the things I want to talk about, but I'll hold fire on that. Um, Do you want to know my general feel towards it? No. So, no, go on. What's your general feel? I mean, this is the the point of uh, being in a relationship and having a discussion, Brian. So you're going to have to listen to what I think. Okay. I thought there were some good moments, some very funny moments. Good. But I'll be honest with you, it missed the mark for me as a whole. This is, you know... (sighs) (laughs) Why... Um, well, I'll, I'll kind of get into that. Um, Go on. Well, I was uncomfortable with, with some some of the scenes. Okay, okay. No, we will get into that, actually, because I think this film is bloody genius. And I think genius. there's... Yeah. Go on. Genius. Right. Five. I'm I, writing down reasons right I can here. see that it's trying to impart a sweet message. But on the whole, I didn't find it that engaging okay so right okay let's, let's just talk about the positives here first yep. of all a perfect portrayal of teenage lads well i, I right? wasn't one so i'll take your word for that but i imagine so yeah you're all obsessed with boobs well, no any, <laughs> as he established any more than a handful and <laughs> you're risking a sprained tongue oh, do you know what i mean <laughs> do you know what i mean come on Sinead, listen the fact is these were lads that were nerds, right? Every yeah. lad of that age 
feels, I mean, I'm sure there are ones, the jocks who didn't, but most lads feel that they are complete nerds, that they will never get a girlfriend, that, you know, they want the really attractive cheerleader style girl at school. Uh, They sit and make up stories about how they're going to, whatever they're going to do, knowing that the truth is, if they got a chance to shower with them, they would stand there in their jeans because they'd be petrified to be naked with a woman. But that's the point. That's what makes them so endearing. Yeah, no, no, no. I did think they were endearing. And I thought Anthony Michael Hall was excellent. I didn't think the guy playing Wyatt was as good. Now, maybe it was just in comparison to him, but I thought he was a little bit less believable. Well, he left acting after this to go on and become a lecturer or something. He is now. So that's, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Elan Mitchell-Smith. Yeah. Um, He's now a professor of medieval studies. Yeah. I mean, that... Seems more adequate. I agree he is not a great actor. No. But I also think, despite what I seem to have seen on the internet, yeah. Kelly LeBrock was pretty atrocious in this film. Did you think so? Yeah. I thought she was quite good. Okay. Why did you think she was bad? I mean, I don't know. Just I, mean, she was, I actually thought she was really quite good. I thought she kind of... I thought her yeah. and Anthony Michael Halls just held it all together. Bill Paxton? Yeah, Dude. no, he was he was great. So he played Chet, the, the abusive, horrible military style brother. He was amazing. Come on, that flat top haircut. He the, was amazing. Yeah, yeah he was amazing. I mean, but he was horrible. okay. So this is one of my one of my issues, and I know you're going to get annoyed with me about this. Go on. He was great, right? He was. So parents have gone away for the weekend. Yeah. They've left Wyatt at home alone because his big brother Chet is going to come back for the weekend to keep an eye on him. Yeah. Chet appears. Yeah is awful to them and then disappears for like half the movie right i mean if he's meant to be looking after them where is he when they throw a house party when kelly lebrock is wandering around with barely anything on where does he go where does he go he just disappears uh, you're right i never thought of that compared to some of the stories you've woven into this particular podcast i i agree (laughs) that's the thing comparing to to other films this is talking about this film back in his truck carrying a goose he'd been hunting we covered it But yeah, I thought, well, do you want a a fact about that? Go on. So um, apparently Bill Paxton disguised himself and came on set during the party scene. Right. So he could just, yeah, be part of it. So he could be somewhere in the background. If anybody spots Bill Paxton lurking in the background of the party scene in disguise. I like that a um, lot. Yeah. So that gives me one of the first point, really. Yeah, first point. Right. I, I want to talk about, is that is the mother of all parties? That party, so... Yeah, so they've made Lisa, she appears, um, she basically throws a party for them. Yes, she does. And the doorbell goes, she opens the door, and there's like practically the whole high school outside. Yeah. And do you remember a few years ago, there was this thing going round where everybody was in complete panic because Facebook parties were getting completely out of control and apparently they were turning up and trashing people's houses because all these people had found out about this party on Facebook. I thought, wow, how advanced is this film? 1985, no Facebook, they're already trashing someone's house. I know, absolutely incredible. We can learn so much from the Americans. I think, I mean, it helps when you have a house that has its own bar. Oh my God, that house is amazing. That house is phenomenal. But like, what a party. The kitchen turns blue halfway through it. I, I mean, that's bloody brilliant. Kids are going mental. I love the food eating scene. The girl gets sucked up the chimney. I mean, her clothes get ripped off before well, she gets sucked up the chimney. They have to be. It's still the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Sinead, I mean, what on. was the point? She could have just got sucked up with her clothes on. No, we've got to have her suck her clothes okay. off. Before we go too far down that route, let's discuss what can only be called the sexual predator of Lisa in oh, this film. Okay, so that's that's part of what I want to talk to you about. So, the kissing scene. Okay. So, they've created Lisa. She's absolutely stunning. She's perfect. She's yep. beautiful. Um, she then decides, and I just think, oh, well, she's just going to teach them some lessons. You know, she's going to help them in life. Not no. why you design a woman when you're 14, 15 years old. No, but I didn't think, you know, I th- she had a brain as well, didn't she? They'd fed Einstein into the computer. But we established she belonged to them. She did belong to them. I mean, I mean, yeah, the the sort of low level <laughs> misogyny in this film, we're going to kind of breeze over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> misogyny. We're talking about your female predator here who's preying on children who at the end of the film went and got a job teaching boys in a high school. I know. 
She, the one who clearly has a penchant for the 14, 15-year-old boy. It was problematic, wasn't it? Mm. So it became particularly uncomfortable for me when she decided she was going to kiss Wyatt. Yes. Now, he said he was 15, and he looked 15. Oh, he, yeah. di- he didn't even look like the traditional no. 30-year-old playing a 15-year-old. No. He looked 15, and she looked... 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was supposed to be 23. I thought, and yeah, the rest. She looked about 30, yeah. I don't know how old she was. I didn't look up her age at this but point. But even at 23, right? Okay. I'm, I'm going to ask for backing on this because I think most men will back me up. When you're 15, mm. even if you've purchased her, <laughs> I don't think a 23-year-old shows any interest in you sexually whatsoever. No, I Even agree. if you made her, even if you created this fictional woman she's 23 or 15 when you're 15 15 year old girls are only interested in 17 year old boys mm, probably yeah that's probably and true. then when you get to 17 you think great i'm you know gonna get some girlfriends no 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 suddenly all the 16 year olds are interested they want the 19 year olds yeah and the 17 year olds are interested in 19 <laughs> you're on a losing streak you can't win i think what disturbed me was so she kisses wyatt and she i just does. think oh this is a bit uncomfortable i'm not i'm not sure how they'd handle this if this film was made now uh, another fact 2013 talk of a reboot hasn't happened yet indeed um and then she kisses him and she says what are you thinking about and he says women's gymnastics because earlier they've been watching yeah, the girls yeah. in in the gymnasium her response i'll yep. do my best oh, oh, what what so you're gonna go and perform sexual gymnastics with this underage child i just want what to was say john who's thinking why do you think all the men of my era a strange little pervert. Oh my god, no wonder. But what was John Hughes thinking? Come on. Like he well, wrote this as well. You didn't notice the weird predatory during a kiss, reach down for the arse. Oh yeah. Give it she a did. squeeze. She grabbed his arse as well. Which he then repeated with the girl later and she yeah. went, Ooh, eyes open and then just oh, well, melted away. And so like, mm, so mm. the implication was that they went and had sex. So then I was kind of just very disturbed by this sort of thought and then we yeah. cut, we go to the next morning um and gary and wyatt wake up to the exorcist music yes, tubular, be- tubular bells know, is playing. there's quite a lot of horror there's quite there. a lot of horror things and also just to digress slightly i noticed we also had the pretty woman theme tune yeah, when did. lisa's walking do, through do, do, the do, do, do. mall um, at the end when lisa takes the job at the high school yeah. we get the rocky music yep um, and also, and I don't know what tune it was, but it felt very familiar when Wyatt's parents return home at the end, oh, when right. they got out of the car, whatever music was playing there as well, also know. felt like it was from a film. All I know is I was just enjoying all the music because it's You were just cool. enjoying it all. But yes, back to the next morning. Um, we then kind of get told that actually they didn't sleep together. Yeah. Because she, she says she that... She 10 you, seconds into her routine and he passed out. Exactly. And so it's kind of like, okay, sigh of relief. Oh, ha, 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 ha. I just feel that, yeah, in the 80s, I think this stuff was kind of taken on a much more innocent basis. And, yeah, and now we just find it all very inappropriate and rather uncomfortable. So yeah. that was one discomfort I had with the film. Not issue I had with the film, because, you know, it is what it is, right? It's from the 80s. I know it's wish fulfillment and I know it's humour and fantasy and they didn't actually do anything, just made me a bit uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> but I can give you I can give you some positives, what I enjoyed. Please do, because I'm busy writing. I loved the creation scene. So this this film does not mess around. Why are you sighing at that? The cre- Go on. This film does not mess around in just getting on with the story. No. We we get sort of a, a two-minute opener where we learn that they're nerds, they've only got each other, yeah. they're being bullied, yeah. they never think they'll get a girl. Yeah. Cut straight to they're watching Frankenstein yeah. and they create Lisa with their computer. Just have to say, Gary having a shave, absolutely perfect, perfect demonstration of how a 15-year-old shaves. They worry about something that's not there. He has no facial hair. They cover themselves in shaving foam from (laughs) head to foot. He put a bit out of his nose like it was a big booger hanging down. Yeah. That Uh, made me laugh. They cover themselves in it from head to foot. They touch it with the razor. I mean, they don't even make it through (laughs) the foam. (laughs) Then they wipe the rest of the foam off and go, great, I'm done. And that's exactly how we do it. Because you're too scared to actually touch your skin with a razor because the second you do, blood just goes 
everywhere. Well, yeah, and also, he had no facial hair. No, I know. <laughs> but when you're 15, anything, the slightest little bit of bleach little bit of, fuzz. Bit and you're like, oh, I need to get rid of that. That's embarrassing. Yeah, so I liked, you know, I liked, yeah. I agree, I liked that. Um, I liked the whole the whole setup. That um, room. Yeah, so yet again, we've got another teenager. This is becoming a theme. Teenage, American teenage yes. kids' bedrooms. Yeah. Oh my God, my whole flat fits inside them. In the 80s, no one was as good as America at showing life in America as absolutely perfect. There were no problems in America. Everybody lived in huge mm. houses, were middle class, had these massive bedrooms. All kids had great computers that they could hook up to NASA anytime they bloody well wanted. They had two room beds in their room. I mean, they Probably just had Probably an ensuite. Yeah, he, yeah, well, yeah, usually an ensuite television i mean it was just incredible well i mean it was a bit like war games in the sense that his computer setup yeah w- yeah was was beyond ridiculous and they were all allowed to have a trunk with a lock on it which usually contained thousands of playboys which was one of the most expensive magazines in the world you'd have to go to the shop and buy it and actually when you were a kid as a excuse the disgusting terminology pleasure magazine <laughs> I was, going to call, I was going to call it something much worse. Let's stick with Pleasure yeah. Magazine. I quite like that. Well, it's like the least interesting in the world because it was done quite tastefully. And <laughs> I've like... never actually seen a Playboy. Have you not? No, never. Okay, so they're done very tastefully. Oh, I thought you were going to go, okay, I'll go to the garage. Yeah, hang on a minute, I'll go get you. <laughs> um, I, th- I thought maybe they were Chet's Playboys, Big Brother's I, Playboys. I, I've no idea, but the fact is everyone was allowed to keep a lockable chest <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. full of Playboys. Your mum would have been going through that. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that would have made it through my very, very tight customs checks as I went in the house. And they also, um, these teenage boys, they all seem to be able to hack into mainstream large computers. And what I love about the 80s, Mm. the mouse did not exist. No, no, no. Everything's done by typing. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. It's all very... Loved it. I don't even know how you would describe that, but yeah. Um, But... They they start feeding all this stuff into the computer in order to create the yeah. perfect woman. Yeah. And it just, none of it, it is quite a funny sort of well done scene because none of it makes any sense. Yeah. They're cutting things out from magazines, feeding it into something. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are they feeding it into? A scanner. Come on. Oh, right. Okay. Da, 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 da. So that was Did a scanner going into the... Fed in Einstein. Well, I didn't understand. Apparently, if you feed in a picture of Einstein... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The computer can work out exactly what, what you, you want. Yeah. And translate Not it. Not just scan an image. No. Um, so they were feeding things in. And then we had the whole um, sort of storm above the house. Sort Very of. Stranger Things. Do you think Stranger, stranger things, things nicked that from there? Because the red sky and the red sort of storm. Yeah, it was very Stranger Things. Very Well, stranger I mean, Stranger Things is just 80s culture yeah. in general, isn't it? So everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure that was kind of part of the influence. Um, Gary and Wyatt seem to start, particularly Wyatt, seems to start sweating in such an excessive, strange manner, it's just funny. Yeah, and suddenly he didn't have a top no, on. No, he had he no top on. And his chest yeah. was just like moist. Glistening. And it yeah. was like, what have they been doing? Why is this voice so damp? Gary, not so much. But Wyatt was drenched. Mm. The electric started blowing. The washing machine sort of exploded in yeah. a, I'm sorry, I'm going to go there, like it had ejaculated. Oh, wow. Didn't think of that. <laughs> like that. I, just, I just thought there was a dog on the ceiling in yes, someone else's house. Love that. I mean, this went beyond the realms of of, the, of his bedroom in his house. Yeah. Um, the bathroom door exploded yeah. and revealed Lisa, Kelly LeBrock behind it. Yeah. Um, Can I say, wouldn't have picked that outfit for her if I'd have created her. Oh, well, what would you... Well, oh, actually... Hang on. What, a little pair of pants and a little crop top? Well, the, the crop top was unnecessary over adage. I don't understand why you do that at 15. But, um, I mean, it was probably also, a PG film, Brian. I mean, good point. Also, that hair. Yeah. I hated her with big hair. But that's 80s. Hated it. Hated it. Like, not because she was in the shower, but at the end of the shower scene where yeah. her hair was down, yeah. I thought she looks really pretty. Next shot, hairs up all over the bloody shop. I know, but that don't isn't like it. This is that's just like the eighties perm, isn't yeah, it? I didn't it was like the it. thing, and most people couldn't really pull it off. And she's got the biggest she, she top pull it off. lip in the world. She's got massive lips, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she does. She has massive lips, and it was just and like, obviously natural. I'm assuming. Well, yeah, but it almost felt like when she was doing them up at the end that she was just going over the top of the lip. You know, like old people do. Mm. They go, oh, right, oh, oh, you mean when she was putting lipstick on? Yeah. <laughs> 
What did what you meant when she was doing them up at the end? I thought, what was she doing up? When she was putting lipstick on, yeah. Yeah, come on. Not everything has to be an innuendo. Just <laughs> like, a, like a big it. grandma. So so the creation scene I loved. And then the kind of second creation scene. So yeah, t- towards, that was cool. towards the end of the scene when um, the boys decide they're going to help Robert Downey Jr. and his Robert mate. Robert Downey Jr., awesome, by the way. When his friend went, stop being pricks. He went, hey, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, that's quality. Yeah, he was great in this film. So they start to, to try and create a woman for them. Yeah. Um, and again, everything goes completely mad. The kitchen turns blue yes. for no apparent reason. Like, none of it makes any sense. Shit. I would love to go to a party where the kitchen was entirely blue. Yeah, kitchen turns blue. Probably an Ikea party. Well, yeah, <laughs> I bet. That would be. I bet. Um, the photograph of, I'm guessing it was his parents on the side, yeah. comes to life and they start dancing awesome. in the painting. I know, I love Somebody that. Somebody gets catapulted into the television. Yes, he does, yeah. Makes, and they're just laughing, flicking to channels. Makes no sense. Furniture's flying up the chimney. This young piano-playing lady gets yeah. stripped and flies up the chimney. I mean, completely unnecessary, but loved it as a kid. I mean, who sits and plays the piano in the middle of a... Wow, in the, in the middle of a normal party. <clears throat> yeah, in the middle of a party. Like, if someone sat down, even at a house party when I was a kid, which were few and far between, yeah. if anyone sat down to play the piano... I'll be honest... The oh, yeah, few and point. far between parties you were at, I'm very much doubting there was any piano in the vicinity. Yeah, that's what I just thought. <laughs> okay, hang on a minute. I've got to clear my throat. So you carry on. A kid's xylophone, maybe. Ooh. <laughs> but a piano, I would say not. No. And then at the end of that kind of second creation scene, which basically doesn't work because they've forgotten to hook the doll up. Oh, yeah. We get the biggest ejaculation of all time. The missile comes through the floor, through the house, rips up peeks through his bedroom and through the roof <laughs> did you not think that i mean no sinead i was trying to enjoy the film i was trying not to give I, it the I, I did academic enjoy it. i thought it was fun tilt. i don't think that's academic i thought that was quite fun i enjoyed that the creation scenes i was all there for good so that was a, that was a kind of a highlight for me no no that's cool and sorry just to to go back to the whole creation of kelly lebrock with all due respect mm. if let's say Myself and an old friend of mine um, had created one woman. Mm. The first thing we would do is create the second one. Because I ain't sharing with you, pal. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And she's just like, yeah, I'll do it with him. And then I'll come see you a bit later. I know, I did think that. I thought this is weird. Ew. Well, when they were in the shower with her, before I realised they both had their jeans on, which was a great relief to me, uh, I just thought, oh, guys, this is a bit weird. This is a bit weird. All three of you together. And then she was like, you better loosen up in the shower in the future. And it's like... A threesome at 15. It's got nothing to do with you, Kelly, but Dave's standing right here. Do you know what I mean? I I just, yeah. Yeah, a little bit awkward. That would be an awkward thing in in my 40s. (laughs) I wouldn't want to do that. So when I was 15, ain't no (laughs) chance in hell. I didn't even take my underwear off to have a shower at school. Oh, I thought you were going to say when you were on your own. I still don't. (laughs) Even at home. Yeah. Just in case mum walked in. Uh, Do you want some facts about this? this Why would your mum walk in on me? I was, thinking, I was thinking more your mum, but um, okay. hey, you know my house. Doors don't really get locked. True that. Could happen. Could still happen. Um, budget, seven and a half million. Yeah. Made Healthy. 40 million. Nice. Made 38.9 million. I said that in my class. <laughs> that was only like three minutes ago. I'm getting old. Okay. Um, I've got some alternate titles for you. So I've, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got the Danish title. Go on. Touch me. I'm yours. Nice. I mean, that's a bit soft porn, isn't it? A little bit, but then the film could be argued to be a little bit that way. And then the German one, which I particularly like. Oh, go on. Ich bin nicht Bit harsh, but go Oh, I love German. Um, cool Magic with Lisa. <laughs> that is quality. That is, is well, how does that translate, though? Can you say it in uh, German? No, I don't know. I can't. I should have I should have oh, um, checked that. On. Cool Magic with Lisa. I mean, that's like a morning kids TV show, yeah. isn't it? We're going to do Cool Magic with Lisa. That's like the... The nerdiest film title I think I've ever heard. No no teenager wants to go no, watch that film. No one wants to watch Cool Magic with Lisa. Yeah, I particularly like that. And some taglines for the film. Go on. If you can't get a date, make one. Nice. Nice. Zingy, I thought. Um, they went from zeros to heroes in one fantastic weekend. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Which I also kind of thought, I realised at the end of the film when his parents return, yeah. this literally has all happened in two days. Well, yeah. I thought, oh, that was was quite an ambitious sort of turnaround of your life, isn't it? From zero to hero in two days. Well, I mean, with all due respect, you create a woman, a human being, who can perform magic, Mm. who at 15 gives you a suit, a 21 ID, 
a Ferrari, throws a massive party. You can do a lot with that in two days. Turns your kitchen blue. I think I'd be one of the coolest. Oh, and let's not forget, gets weird mutants to attack the house and suddenly you go from being a moron hiding in a cupboard to, I don't care, I'm going to be cool. So this was another part of the film I didn't particularly enjoy. So during the party scene, because Lisa is trying to get them to be confident and stand yeah. up for themselves and be cool, yeah. she she creates this mutant gang. She does. That burst in on motorcycles through the windows yeah. um, and basically start to ruin the party, try and yeah, kidnap yeah. the girls yeah, yeah. and they have to come and kind of save the day. I like the ethos of it, right? So the message of the film, you know, be yourself stand up for yourself, be confident, you can go and get the girl, lovely. I wasn't really on board with this biker gang thing. It was a step too much for me. I never was either. Mm. But in fairness, apparently he wrote this script in two days. Well, okay. I mean, John, you could have just... It wasn't a time team um, challenge here. He could have taken a little bit longer. And, I don't know, maybe he's got a (laughs) deadline. And also, though, it does give one of the best just makes me laugh every time lines in film. Which is? Where they've kicked the mutants' asses and they're all leaving. They're all being nice as they're leaving. And one goes, could we keep this between us? I'd hate to lose my teaching job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was Brilliant. A, that was a particularly good time. But, that, that was the bald guy that said yeah. that, wasn't it? He's also, um, you're talking about horror sort of references. He's in um, The Hills Have Eyes, always crazy. And the film. lead guy apparently was in Mad Max. Correct. And apparently... Pretty much lifted his character. Yeah, pretty much looked the same as he did. I think Mad Max 2. A little bit of an adamant thing going on, I thought. Yeah, again, though, very 80s, isn't it? But also, though, can I just tip my hat, while we're talking about these characters, Mm. can I just tip my hat to all the kind of bit part characters and actors, all Mm -hmm. the the sort of, I can't remember what you call them, but the extra, not they're not extras by any stretch of the imagination, the additional characters in this film. Yeah, the sort of sub-characters. Gary's parents make this film. 100%. So so the third thing I wanted to talk to you about and my favourite part of the film, Gary's parents. Yes, that scene on its own is worth your money to pay for this film. 100%. 100%. Especially the bit where she says about him tossing off in the bathroom and the mum's like water's running all day <laughs> just like i was you said you were combing your you hair you said you were combing your hair and he's just like, i never toss off um so yeah so lisa brilliant. but i mean it's it is brilliant and it's ludicrous because basically yeah. there's no need for lisa to go to his house none at all and pull a gun on his parents no, none at all and basically because she she tells him um Oh, yeah, we're going to... He says, we're going to go to the movies. And she's like... I mean, they're already freaked out. This yeah, 20-something-year-old yeah. woman is with their 15-year-old son. But she's like, oh, I'm having a little party. You know, crisps, dips, chains and whips. Yeah. And the dad is I know. just like... I'm not talking... And she was really good in this bit. I'm not talking candle wax on the nipples. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't know how you can say she wasn't good. Mom, I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, to be fair, she was. It was just sometimes she just got my nerves a little bit. But the mum... Gary's mum. Gary's mum. Brilliant. I mean, just brilliant. Just the, the thought that her baby, stitch, baby, trying to convince him when when he's forgotten who his son is. Like, it's Gary. It's Gary. I just love it. Yeah. Well, that was um, that was I think my favourite part of the whole film. The fact that yeah, Kelly LeBrock goes in completely, you know, freaks the parents yeah, out. Yeah. Um, and then erases their memory. But erases their memory so much that Dad does then not remember who Gary is, I know. and then we who get is this Gary character. We get two more follow-up scenes, which were brilliant. Where yeah, yeah Mum is showing him the picture to try and help him remember who their son is, Amazing. and then later they're driving through the streets, yeah. and Gary screeches past them in his Ferrari. Ferrari, thank yeah. you. Um, and she says, "Oh my God, that's Gary!" And and Dad's like, "Will you stop going on about this Gary person?" It's just. <laughs> that was great that was great the humor they of that was great genius mm. absolute genius and i also really loved loved wyatt's grandparents oh so his grandparents decide they're going to go and pop yeah, in on it because they can't think of anything more important to a teenage boy than his grandparents <laughs> exactly they arrive during the party and they realize we're not the going to enjoy this i'm not going to like this whatever. oh it was just genius. and then kelly lebrock uh freezes them and puts them in the cupboard yeah as and you would. We, and we never see them again. So who knows if they ever even got unfrozen? Well, yeah, because they would have unfrozen, but then they would have been in the house when the parents got home. Yeah, exactly. So it would have been very weird. It but I'm sure they just got not really made much sense, would it? But then a grand piano coming out of a chimney doesn't happen. No. I don't care how big your fire is, a <laughs> chimney slot is not big enough. And if it is, you would have every bird, animal, 
creature coming into your house continually. Yeah, I don't think we need to worry about reality with this film. Not this wasn't really, what we were here for. No. But that biker gang scene um, of these mutants invading the party reminded me a little bit of a kind of a comic version of American Werewolf in London. Yeah. When he has the the nightmare and, and the, they come in, break yeah. into his parents' house and sort of start attacking. Reminded me a little bit of that. I just didn't really enjoy it. I didn't... I love the comedy elements of this film. And if it had been more that and less sort of really, really outlandish comedy, almost like National Lampoon, you know, yeah, almost... Yeah, the turned into the... Well, what did you think? So, so Poo at the end. Yeah, I didn't realise he was meant to be poo. So at the end, to teach Chet a lesson and to get him to be nice to his brother, Lisa turns him into, I thought, a slimy blob. When I started researching this film online, it turns out he was supposed to be a pile of feces. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get that. Did you? I think only get that? it when I read it. I didn't yeah. get that. No. I mean, now I think about it, he did look a little bit like the poo emoji. Yes. But yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have immediately thought, oh, he's meant to be shit. No, but I mean, it was all. But that yeah. was all a bit too much for me. But by kids, the way, t- teenage kids would love it. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. And by the way, love the candy bar. Want to go? Oh, so this is near the beginning when Lisa yep. takes them into the candy bar to yep. drink and I want to go. Party. She's into it malacas, Dino. I just still don't know what that means. Still makes me laugh. Why is she doing um, a malacca like you? She's well, a malacca is a swear word, I think, isn't it? I, like I, a no bastard. Or, uh, yeah. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. I've heard, I'm sure I've heard somebody, Probably, somebody use that but my in point a is, bad context. Still love it. Yeah. And when he's telling them the story about it, crazy insane, crazy insane. He's just smoking his cigar and he's brilliant. How's he brilliant? It was good. I and I enjoyed, the, I enjoyed those kind of comedy elements, but... On the whole, did I love it? I can't say I loved it. But I did I did enjoy those, you know. I can see there are issues, some might suggest, with some of the sexual nature of this the, the, film. 100%. But even putting all that aside, I felt that there were brilliant moments such yeah. as Gary's parents. Yeah, Gary's parents. And some really funny lines and some really funny scenes. Yeah. But as an entire film, it didn't, you know, it didn't make me want to watch it again. It, it wasn't floating my boat, you know, beyond, oh, okay, it's nice. It's a John Hughes film. Add it to the list of John Hughes classics that you've seen. Um, but hey, look, I'm not the target audience for this movie, am I? No. I'm not a teenage boy, so... No, you are not. So perhaps that's... Clearly. <laughs> By the way, 80s malls, fabulous. Best things in the world. Always wanted a mall in my hometown. We obviously never got one because my hometown still hasn't got one. Yeah, what well, I was going to say, it. I mean, I think And don't still... claim that the Treaty Centre or whatever it is you had is a mall. <laughs> it isn't. The Treaty Centre's in Hounslow. Or the Brunel Centre from... <laughs> or whatever it was called. No, I never had a mall. No, I was never going to claim claim to have a mall. Yeah, I know what you people are like in Swindon. You had electric money and God well, knows what Well, we did else. have electric money back in the 90s, just yeah. saying. Just saying. Prepaid everybody credit cards, else, everybody electric else money. Everybody called it a credit card, but there you go. <laughs> it was big. It was on trial. <laughs> Do you know who Kelly LeBrock was married to? I think so, but I can't think off the top of my head. Big star, big action star of the day. Stephen Seagal. Ooh, yeah, now you've said it. I think I do remember yeah. seeing that. Um, also, I'd like to tell you um, that in 2016, the band Bastille, Bastille uh, released a single called Good Grief. And if you listen to it, it's got two um, sound bites of Kelly LeBrock in the film. Which sound bite? So it's got, um, what would you maniacs like to do first? Nice. And if you want to be a party animal, you need to learn to live in the jungle. Go yes. get dressed. I like that. So you can one. go listen to that song and hear those lines. I will go. I don't know. To yeah, that. I, I thought that was that. quite cool. I like it when there's you know pop culture references in in other yeah. uh, in other work. It pleases but, me. And maybe that was another thing I struggle with as an older gentleman watching this now. Mm. They've created this perfect woman. Mm. No problem with that. Mm-hmm. Well done. You know. <laughs> Bravo, kids, yeah. for doing well something done. that nobody else could. No, but at least it was productive. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, they didn't good, good didn't waste their time yeah. watching telly. Yeah, exactly. They probably learned something along the way. Exactly. Um, but I think the... Sorry, what was I getting to? The, the point is, there was a little bit of a mum element to her, which was what was probably making it even creepier. 
So, like, apparently she'd been having sex with them all night and accosting them on their porch and stuff like that and grabbing <laughs> their ass and, and, like, because when he woke up, Gary as well was like, it was very wet erotic details so i thought well what did she do with him because i thought he just became unconscious and fell asleep but anyway the fact is then in the morning she's like gary wyatt breakfast ready oh yeah like mum would be calling yeah. you down to breakfast but i think this is what i mean this is kind of the, it's all a bit creepy this is kind of the problem of the film isn't it because essentially she's there to help them you know overcome their fears and their yeah. problems yes yeah. So essentially she is there as kind of like this mum type character. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's just this kind of slightly uncomfortable yeah, air yeah. to the whole thing. And to pick on one other thing, right from the very end, and this will be the last thing I pick on. At the very end, when Gary drives home the blonde girl, can't remember her name. Oh, yes. Yeah, one so, was Hiller or something and the other one was Miller or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um. He goes, I've got to tell you something. These are not my clothes. That's not my Ferrari. Yeah. That what, Those people are not my friends. Yeah. She goes, I still like you. No way. 16-year-old girl, gone. But also, she gone. doesn't know him. Yeah, but... She spent, she like... She spent the night with him. Yeah, but, like... Also weird at 15. Not... But none of this stuff is mine. Yeah, exactly. None of these friends, none of this car. I'm not cool. This is not my suit. I still like you for you. Bollocks. <laughs> no offence. Women are as shallow as men when they're 15, 16. <laughs> what do you mean that's not your car? I don't have a car. Well, they'd... Uh, I, think, I think we'd already established that the girls were a little bit shallow because they were only staying with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, because they went to all the parties. Exactly. Um, you know, they didn't actually... They thought, oh, God, they're really irritating. They actually act like idiots. We actually don't really like them. Yeah, but if, we, if we're not with them, we're not going to go to the parties and we're not going to be with the cool set. True. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with you here. I think those girls would have dumped Wyatt and uh, Gary as soon as they realise they didn't have all these trappings. But or, I do or maybe also, we're just cynical old people. Well, I also think Lisa probably would have been arrested or at least pursued by the police. No, apparently you can just go and get a job in a in a high school with no background checks. And stand in that <laughs> outfit, drop and give me 20. It's like, wow. No. Don't get me wrong. Every week I went to PE class. Hoping. Hoping. Praying Kelly LeBrock would turn up. I can imagine something very different would turn up. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Someone smoking. <laughs> yeah, with his deck chair. You're going to run around the field again. Oh, great. Are we? Yeah. Get a move on, Franklin. All right. Sorry. But look, you know, as it goes, this is... Um, it's a John Hughes classic. It's become a bit of a cult classic, it's I think. It's a bit of fun. Um, but it's not up there in my... No, it's not one of John Hughes' best no, films. But no. it is fun and it's entertainment. And I think that's really important in film. I think it's one of the reasons that we like to watch a film rather than watch telly. Yeah. Um, and telly's certainly taken that on recently, um, even though they're a bit drama-based. But I think with films, like, let TV do drama. Great. Because, yes, it takes 800 hours to tell the story to do it well. Let them do it. But a really entertaining film like that, where you're going to go somewhere, you can forget all about everything for an hour and a half to two hours, not three hours, 15 minutes, James Cameron, in two <laughs> hours max. Some people love that, Brian. And no one loves that. No offence. Like, The Irishman, brilliant film. No one enjoys their ass going square. No one. Well, it's probably lovely if you're sitting in the Warner Brothers screening room with a big soft chair and getting cocktails brought over. But when you're sitting in Cineworld in Streatham, freezing your <laughs> ass off, it isn't fun. But the point is, anyway, make them entertaining. Two hours, people go, you can escape. Escapism is mm, so important. Mm, mm. And certainly in British cinema, we have never really tried to particularly do it. We had a little bit of a hint with the carry-ons and things like that, but they've got their own bloody issues. Yeah, exactly. Let's do this. Come on, people, stand up, go for entertainment. Oh my god! Sometimes he's off on a march again. Well, I will. I will. No, I'm with you. In, I'm with you in terms of escapism, and I think I think to go and spend an hour and forty-five, two hours watching a film and have it be pure escapism. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that's what we wanted. That's why Stranger Things has done so well. Well, yeah, it's pure escapism. And even if it's not brilliant, like for me, none of the films that I suggest that I love are brilliant. No. I know that. Mm. But I love them. I love the story. I love the way it makes you feel. It's just great fun. And I'm drawing the line under it there. And everybody agrees with me. And that's the end. Um, thank you for tuning in. This was a whole experiment. Whoa, 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 whoa. We need to score this film. I know we do. I know we do. We've got to give so, this bad boy some VHS I'm going to tapes. obviously give you first run at this because yep. you are the guest on this particular podcast. Oh, thank you very much. That's very kind of no you. No problem. So, Sinead, what 
or how many video cassettes will you be giving Weird Science? I will tell you that I am giving... Oh, well, I was going to say when. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving Weird Science two and a half Ooh, VHS ouch, tapes. Ouch. I enjoyed elements of it. No, no, no. But as right. a whole, I didn't love it. It's not up there as one of my favourite John Hughes films. It's two and a half. It's a solid, solid score. Um, I'm there for Gary's parents. Well, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. I, I'm i not going to give it the world's biggest score myself. Mm-hmm. Um, despite me talking about it being entertaining and stuff, you know, there there are massive issues with it. I think, for me, one of the biggest issues is this gang, this motorcycle yeah, gang. Yeah, it, it's it just doesn't really work, weird. does it? Yeah. But I can totally understand why he would use that. You can't really have a real gang of hoodlums come in. Mm. It would kind of ruin the, the whole sort of otherworldliness of the film. Um, but I can't rate it that highly. Gary's parents smashed it. Give us a park. number, Brian. We want a number. I'm toying up between two numbers. You're going to have to just plump for one. I'm going to go three. Three. I'm not going to go three and a half. I was going to push it to three and a half because of Gary's parents. But I can't. The fact is the film is a three, but it is still worth every penny of what the £3.50 or whatever it cost us to watch it. It's still an hour of hour and a half of great fun, really enjoyable. You have to probably turn your ears off to a couple of the comments, but, you know, it, it's very much of its time and it's great fun and it's five, nostalgia. Five and a half VHS tapes, that's pretty decent. Out of ten. Come on, people. It's in the top I'd, half. I'd, I'd happily sit and watch a five, five and a half VHS tape movie. Yeah, true. I mean, I'd watch two and a half a lot of the time, so there you go. I want to give you one more fact. Go on, then. Before you potentially tell me why I'm being dumped. Yeah. Uh, Lisa yes. was named after, after a computer. the Apple Lisa. 1983, uh, with a graphical user interface, which meant that you could point and click. Fancy. Fancy. Um, how much do you think it was? What? How much do you think the Apple Lisa cost you in oh, 1983? Oh, $857.99. $9,995. And that was then. Wow. So that's probably the equivalent of about 50 grand now. That's a lot of money, isn't it? That's I mean, amazing. who was, but nobody was buying that. No, it was a proof of concept thing. But I thought that was quite fun. That's cool. Good fact. Good. Right, let's get on to the important points. Reasons to dump you. I feel like we've agreed on a lot. We have a few. Yes. Um, Two of which came up during watching the film. Oh, I'm not having this again. Oh, no, you need to. Are you watching the film or are you watching me? I mean, I wouldn't blame you if you were watching me. No, I don't have a choice. I'm listening to you. Oh, okay. So the first one is, I don't need a commentary during the film. I I didn't comment. Yeah. What did I do? You're chatting away. What's he doing? What's that? Why is he doing that? Well, that seems a bit tough. You did that twice. Uh, Didn't like it. Mm. Don't enjoy it. Don't appreciate it. Not convinced. No one would accept it in the cinema. My <laughs> house is the cinema. <laughs> Two, questions during the film. Questions? Yeah. So not only were you chatting during the film, well, that seems ridiculous. I don't understand that. You then ask a question. Is he going to go upstairs? What's he going to do? You did that twice as well. Oh, yeah. I should have written down the oh, questions, but I was trying to watch the film. because I don't think I did either of those things. Continue. I will. The first one then, number three. Mm. You are trying to take over this podcast. This week is my week. You started off with discussing what we were going to talk about, how the podcast was going to go, all that sort of thing. When you're a natural which leader, is, Brian, you're a natural leader. Which bleeds into point four. You're a bully. <laughs> you're a bully. That's strong words. Bully. That's it. Number five. And the reason you're a bully is because you even like the bullies on the bloody program you straight away you were like they were nerds didn't like them <laughs> got their shorts pulled down <laughs> not nice i was merely explaining bully. what happened at the beginning of the bully. film didn't say i enjoyed it bully. trust me i would have been the nerds number five every time i show you a classic 80s film my era my time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a place i like to live in if i could reminiscent of the analog age you always, always turn it into an academic essay about, oh, the things you can't say and you can say, I'm not interested in your academia. I just want to have fun. I want to talk about the story. Don't want your academia. Yeah, exactly. You've got no response. I do. And then, 
Number six, you said you don't want to watch it again. And you do want to watch that film again. Okay, I definitely don't want to watch it again. I've seen it now. Thank you very much. Uh, And there ain't no academia going on here. I'm just saying, I felt like there was a lot of representations of ejaculation. I'm standing by. See what I'm I standing mean? by that statement. It's just a fun <laughs> film. Oh, there's a strong representation of ejaculation. I mean, come on. If John Hughes was still with us, I would seek him out and I would ask him about that missile and that washing machine exploding. Do you know what? I reckon he'd say to you, "Just a bit of fun, love. Let it yeah, go." Yeah, but he'd go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew what we were doing." Wink. And, <laughs> oh, I'd, you he'd and go, I'd go, "Wink." wink. I like and then we'd go and have a beer together you know and I'm we'd gonna, have a great time. I'm going to get rid of number six then. Yes. You don't want to watch it again. You're only five. Because you because of the wink. I quite like that. Exactly. So exactly. Go. See, I can dig myself out of any pit. You can. So, next week is your week. Yes, exactly. I'm in charge. You are. Thank God, eh? So, thank you very much. Thank you very much. was Reasons to Dump You, and that was Weird Science. Thank you, and thank you for listening out there, if indeed you did. You can follow us on Instagram at reasons underscore pod. You can. And please rate us wherever you get your podcast, because that would be lovely, and that might help other people to come and and listen to our uh, intriguing chat. It helps the old algorithm, and as we all know, our world's controlled by algorithms now. Exactly. But we can play with them, people. We can abuse the system make it work for us go on and then obviously as i always say every week don't forget if you bump into someone new and you know you like film point them in our direction see if they'll listen make a new friend lovely right well, thanks brian i enjoyed that thank you sinead i enjoyed that too i'm off now to go and play on me a uh, apple lisa nice and uh, i am off to go and comb my hair <laughs> <laughs> The water's, the water's always running. The water's running all day. <laughs> um, okay, we'll see you next time, folks. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.